Welcome to Strategy Rewind Podcast, the podcast that focuses on the mindset and strategy necessary for a breakthrough moment. I am Miguel LeBron. I'm a personal growth strategist. Have you ever established a goal that you wanted to accomplish and for some reason or another got derailed along the way? Like you started off with high energy, high focus. You even went through the SMART acronym of how to establish a goal. It was specific, it was measurable, it was all these things. And yet, you still did not accomplish the goal. As a personal growth strategist, I help individuals implement strategies for personal growth. I help individuals think strategically so they can have a breakthrough moment. What does it mean to think strategically? It's to be able to see a solution even when you feel like there isn't one. So if you're interested in working together, simply use the details in my bio. If you're listening on the Wisdom app or if you're listening on the Strategy Rewind podcast, simply select the details in the show notes to set up a free 30-minute strategy session. Overall, you can go to MiguelLebron.com and there follow the details to do so. Today, we're going to be talking about writer's block. And the question is, is it real? I know that this topic may create some debate, so those who are here on the wisdom, feel free to click on the button. Let's have a conversation. Writer's block, is it real? Is it something that actually exists? Is it something that actually takes place? Writer's block. If you're a writer, if you're someone who likes writing blogs or likes writing articles or likes writing long social media posts, my question to you, does writer block exist? Is writer's block real? Again, if you're joining me here on the Wisdom application, I want to encourage you to please click on that button, become a guest. Let's talk about it. Shout out to Stevie here in the room Sarita, thank you for being here. Dr. Robert, thank you for being here. Uh, Siri J, thank you for being here. Let me know what do you think. Is writer's block real? Elizabeth, thank you for joining the room. Is or is it something that people just use as an excuse to not get things done, to not aim for more, to not write that book, to not write article? to not write that blog, to not write that essay. Is writer's block real? I'll tell you upfront what my position is on this idea of writer's block and if it's real. I do not think that writer's block is real. And here's why. Again, I'm more than happy to converse about this. In fact, I invite you to smash that button here become a guest on the program. Let's talk about this. Is writer's block real? I'm going to tell you why I do not think writer's block is real. I began writing a blog article about a year or two ago, maybe two years ago to be exact. And the initial intent behind starting a blog writing was so that I could actually develop my writing skills. And I felt that while I was good at communicating verbally, I felt like my writing needed to level up a little and so, or a lot. <laughs> and so I decided I was going to start a blog. It was also another reason why I launched my website. I understood that there was something that 
individuals needed to go to the website to find that they probably couldn't find anywhere else. And that's where I even furthermore dived into blogging. Initially, I started blogging every week. Once a week, I produced a new article and it had to do with leadership, it had to do with strategy, it had to do with personal growth and mindset. And I enjoyed doing it. Initially, I will admit it was hard, it was difficult, it was challenging. It was challenging because I had to consistently write every week, right? I had to get that piece ready and get it clear enough so that it could be understood. I also didn't want to be super lengthy, but to be honest, Initially, I had difficulty with length as well. I couldn't put together over 500 words and sometimes even doing that, I found it difficult. So the idea of writing consistently really was helpful for me. Putting out a blog, I felt the pressure, the responsibility because I told everybody I have a blog that I'm doing on a weekly basis. And so people went and read the blog, which I pre appreciated so much. And, and I promoted it on social media here on the podcast as well. Again, I just appreciated it so much that I was able to do it and that people were reading it and I could see the numbers in real time. That really built this thing in me where I was like, I need to maintain writing, right? But here's the thing. Initially, it was difficult for me. And so why was it difficult initially? Well, it was difficult initially because of the, the actual muscle that is required in writing. The ability to dialogue and have a kind of verbally may come easy to some of us. I know for me, it comes fairly easy to be able to think what I want to say and verbalize it comes fairly easy most times. <laughs> but writing it out, I found it really challenging to ensure that every word, every vowel, every syllable, every noun, every pronoun, every word was used correctly, that every comma, I mean, it was it was something that really challenged me. And what I realized that having to write precisely what I meant to say forced me to think more about the things I wanted to say, right? So, so as I wrote, while I was cognizant of what I wanted to say, I had to think about it even more. And so on the other side, what happened is that as I began to continue to engage verbally and speaking, that actually forced me to think more about the words I was using. So that was year one. And, and I did that. And I was like, this is great. Because by the end of year one, I, I actually had the difficulty that I had to pull back on the length of my writing. Because while initially it was difficult to write 250 words or 300 words or 500 words, towards the end of that year, I was finding it difficult to not write a thousand words. That's a good problem to have, especially if you're trying to build the writing muscle. The question is, is writer's block real? And initially for me, I would have probably said yes. But the biggest issue that I had was here, it is one, I had not fully developed the muscle of writing. And so I wanted to make sure that my tone, my rhetoric was correct, right? That people could understand what I was saying. At the same time, number two, I was scared that my conversation or that my piece to the conversation, the overall conversation, as it pertains to personal growth and leadership, I was kind of nervous that it would be off par, right? That it wouldn't be consistent with what people are saying. Recently, I've been shouting from the rooftops the importance of values and 
how that actually affects our goals. And it's been interesting to see how that almost has become not just my consistent message this year, but I've seen other individuals within the same arena, if you will, that I'm in, I've seen other people talk about it. And so that kind of lets me know what that conversation is. Think about a dinner party. On a dinner party, you have a bunch of people around the table, they're all talking, and you wanna contribute to that conversation. You don't wanna be the one who comes out of nowhere and says, I don't know, I like butterflies. And it's like, bro, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And so that was one of the things that made me overthink, I suppose, when I was writing initially. Once I began to write uh, or read, rather, once I began to read the literature, once I began to dive into more of the content that I wanted to be a part of, then it became a lot more easier. But in the beginning, again, it was not how the, the, the muscle developed. It was being fearful that the conversation that I was having was not on par with what was taking place in that. At the same time, it was not it was overthinking the the possibility that I was not hitting all the marks on what the audience was was wanting from me. By the end of the year, I was so confident that my voice was being properly portrayed. I was so confident that I was in tune with what everyone was talking about. I was so confident of my message and what I wanted to say that I even went ahead in year two and challenged myself to have a daily blog. And so as opposed to writing an article every week, I said, I'm going to try out to write every every day. And that was a big, big goal. That was almost as the big goal that I have for this month of February, where I'm speaking every day for 30 minutes here on the Wisdom application. So if you want to stay connected and you're on the Wisdom app, be sure to hit the follow so you can get notified every time I go live, which again is every day on the month, February for 30 minutes. And those who are listening on the Strategy Rewind podcast, make sure you download the application so that you can be in tune as well. And so that's a big challenge that I've given myself. But at that particular juncture with my writing, I don't think I was fully ready or understood what I was setting myself up, but it was just a, uh, an awesome goal and an awesome challenge that I set myself up for. And three months into it, uh, <laughs> life kind of took its own course. And despite my best efforts, I did not maintain. And we feel that way, right? I'm sure you can relate with this idea of setting up a goal and not being at the right place to be able to accomplish that goal, right? It's a good goal. You're just not at the right place to do it. It's like, you know, you may want to buy an, a Lamborghini or, or a Rolls Royce, right? You may want to purchase that, but you're not in the economic position to do that. And so it's a good goal if that's what you want to accomplish, but you may not be in the economic position to do it. Like you may want to buy a house, but you may not be in the economic position to do it. Is it a good goal? Certainly. Is it a good challenge? Certainly. But are you in a position to accomplish it? Probably not. And when I established the goal of writing every single day, my issue was not writer's block. My issue was more related to taking that time out and finding the words every single day. It wasn't the same as I wrote once a week to writing every single day. I gave myself less time to prepare and more time to produce. And really the preparation is key. So I learned some valuable lessons. I didn't consider it a loss or a failure, 
but I consider it a massive, massive lesson. Now, the conversation here that we're having today is, is writer's block real? And what I have learned in my life is that writer's block is not a variable if you're clear on your message. If you know exactly what you have to do, if you understand your assignment, writer's block is not an issue. If you have all the tools, if you have all the preparation, and by the way, preparation can or can may or may not be academic. Like you don't necessarily have to go to, to a high university to, to learn how to write and construct sentences, but if that's your route, fantastic. So preparation may look different for everyone else. For me, it was just finding out what's the conversation that everyone in the arena is having, that everyone in that dinner table, so to speak, is having, and how can I contribute to that conversation? Once I got my hands on some literature, once I got my hands my eyeballs and my ears tuned into what's happening in, in the area that I'm in, which is the personal growth area. Once I got familiar with what everyone else is talking about in that area, then I said, okay, now I know, right? Now I know, okay, now I know what Brian Tracy is saying, Simon Sinek, I know what Darren Hardy is saying, I know what other people are saying, not, not to copy them, but um, is what I'm thinking similar or not? And there's a lot of things that I've heard individuals within this arena that I'm in have said that I do not agree with. And yet there's a lot of things that I've heard one person say and I heard another person say it differently and it makes sense. And then I say, oh, wait a minute, here's a part that they're not thinking of, right? By just hearing people, by reading, by consuming the content, it makes me to be able to better communicate my message in the, in the way that I feel is most authentic for me. And when we talk about writing, it's the same thing. If you consume the content, if you're actually in that arena, if you're in that environment, it makes it much more easier for you. And so the question of is writer's block real, I take the position of it's not. But you that are joining right now on the Wisdom app, do you think writer's block is real? Let me join in on this conversation because maybe for you it is. Maybe your experience it has been different with writing. Maybe your engagement with being able to write, rather be blogs, books, articles, essays, whatever the material may be, maybe your experience has been different. And I want to hear your perspective. Let me know. Press that button. Become a guest. Let's chat here. Right? Is your experience or has your experience been different and that you think that maybe it is real, that writer's block is an issue that needs to be spoken about. And, and here's another part, if it is an issue, if it is a thing that needs to be spoken about, the question then becomes, what is the solution? So I'd love to hear, what is your solution or what solution have you actually put together in your life to defeat or to overcome writer's block? There's this program on Netflix, which is Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It's a program led by Jerry Seinfeld. And he's one of my favorite comedians. But there's an episode in particular where he sits together with Dave Chappelle. And in this particular scene, they're in a coffee shop. And as they're drinking, Dave Chappelle said something that I thought was very powerful pertaining to inspiration. He says, and I'm paraphrasing here, but fairly close to what he said. He said that inspiration can actually hit you at any given moment. 
right? So often we're chasing inspiration, but he said inspiration can come at any given moment. The issue is, he says, that oftentimes when it arrives, we're not ready to receive it. And he goes into this illustration, which is that oftentimes we can be in our home you know, walking around in our birthday suit and inspiration will knock at the door and say, let's go. But at this point, you're now challenged to run down the street in your birthday suit. The illustration here being that inspiration may cause you to seem a little crazy to everyone else. But if you let it guide you, you're actually going to produce something very powerful. And, and while I think that that illustration is clear and is relatable there's just one variable here and that i think that oftentimes we treat inspiration as though it is the pixie dust in our life that's being dropped in our lives in our on our lap like 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 from our godmother or so from some angelic being we often try treat inspiration as though it needs to visit me and what I have found in my life is that when I'm clear on the message that I'm attempting to communicate, writer's block is non-existent, right? If I have my computer laptop set up, if I'm on you know, Google Docs, which is what I use, I also use Grammarly, if I'm set up to go, if I'm ready to go, writer's block is non-existent. Most often times, what I have found in my life is that it's an issue of not being fully ready, fully prepared, or fully clear on what the message is. And this is why the, the overthinking comes in, the comparison, the idea, wait a minute, am I doing it right? Am I saying it right? Listen, it's going to be all right if you know exactly what you want to communicate. And that's the big issue, that oftentimes we're not clear on what we want to communicate. So think about this. Imagine, imagine that your toilet broke and you got to call a plumber. Middle of the night, you know it's going to be expensive, but you only got one working toilet and you can't fix it. Maybe you have an idea of how to fix it, but you don't have the tools. Middle of the night, you need a toilet. What do you do? You call a plumber. Plumber comes, right? You dial one 800 Plumber shows up to your house. He's got all the tools. He's ready to go. You say, the problem is the toilet. I can't get it to work. Plumber walks into the bathroom, looks at the toilet, looks at his tools. You look at the plumber. Plumber looks at you. Plumber looks at the toilet. Plumber looks at his tools. Plumber looks at you. You look at the plumber. You look at the toilet. You look at the plumber's tools and you say, what's going on here? Do your job. And the plumber looks back at you and says, I'm sorry. I got plumber's block. I wish I could help, but right now I got plumber's block. I need I need to be illuminated. I need inspiration to come knocking. Not only would you be irritated because of the fact that it's the middle of the night and you need a bathroom, but you would be irritated because you know the price tag is immense. How dare this person call themselves a plumber, show up to my house at the middle of the night with a bunch of tools and say that they can't produce the very thing that they're ready to do. Like they should be equipped to do this. They should be ready to do this. What's going on? We never hear about plumber's block, mechanic's block. We never hear about electrician's block. We never hear about that. 
Do you never hear about the pianist's block? Sorry, I forgot how to play the piano. I need inspiration to come back. No, they just start playing. You never hear about <laughs> that type of situation taking place. And being able to write, being able to communicate your message in the written form is just a powerful, powerful method to be able to communicate. And the idea that writer's block exists, writer's block, if it does exist, it's only because we're not clear on our message. So often we are not clear on what it is that we want to communicate. I know that we talk about mindset, we talk about strategy here. And maybe you're asking yourself, Miguel, I thought we were gonna talk about strategies. What are we doing talking about writer's block? Writer's block has a lot to do with what's happening in your life right now. You say, Miguel, I'm not a writer. I know, but let me tell you how it does affect your life. Because if writer's block is a byproduct of not being clear with your message, then it is possible that the only reason you have yet to obtain the breakthrough you want to obtain is because you're not clear on the message that you're saying to yourself. To everyone else, you may be saying you want to be successful, but when you look in the mirror, do you see a success? To everyone else, you be saying you want to be the next big thing, but when you look at the mirror, what do you say to yourself? What story are you sharing with yourself? When you write down your goals, do you find it easy or do you find it difficult? When you say, okay, this is the moment, I'm gonna write down my plan for the next five years, do you find it easy or do you find it hard? Do you find writer's block coming around when it's time for you to write your goals? Do you find writer's block taking effect when it's time for your plan, your strategy for the next year, for the next two years, for the next three months or three days? Do you find writer's block then? And the issue comes back to messaging. We're not clear on the message that we want to share. We're not clear on the message we want to portray to the world. We're not clear on that message. But the moment you get clear on that message, let me tell you something, it becomes so easy to write out your five-year plan, your two-year plan, your three-year plan, your 12-month plan. It's easy to write new year, new me, because everyone's writing that. We know that that's the conversation in the we know that that's the conversation being had at the dinner table. We got so many people writing new year, new me. That's easy. Write something with meaning, with depth. Write something that actually is tangible and will produce results. And I think that the beginning part has to be your core values. Your core values have to come there at the forefront what's most important to you when have you defined what's most important to you when was the last time you defined what to you is your non-negotiables like i will not violate these things in my life i will not retreat when these things are challenged i will i will fight we talk a lot about the martyrs and men and women that actually stood up and you know this month we celebrate Black History Month 
And part of that history is people like Malcolm X, people like Martin Luther King, people that, that you know, like Rosa Parks, like Harriet Tubman, people that just refused to lose, people that refused to die, people that refused to actually just not stand for something because as Malcolm X said, if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. And the truth of the matter is that so often we are experiencing a blockage in our life because we are clear of what our message is. But the moment you get clear on what your message is, that's the moment that breakthrough begins. Here, I'm going to give you an exercise that you could do. I'm going to give you an exercise that you could do, but I want you to do me a favor. If you do this exercise and you see that it works for you, hit me up. <laughs> if you if you do this exercise and you see that it works for you, send me a message, send me a DM, send me something, you know, let me know, hey, this works. It, it, it impacted my life. I'm moving in the right direction. But I think this is a good way for you to start, I'm going to give you the exercise right now. Again, if it works, if you're listening on the Wisdom app and you're listening to this part, I'm going to give you an exercise. But when it works for you, please send me a message. Send me a direct message, a private message. Let me know the results in your life. Here's the exercise. The exercise is desired future state. This is the exercise, a desired future state. Now. This idea comes from the business world, which is that the business, the organization has to have a desired future state planned out. Otherwise, when difficulty comes, they won't be able to pivot. So that's where the inspiration of that idea of desired future state comes from. But here it is on a piece of paper or on Google Docs or whatever you use to, to write out. Write your desired future state. As you're writing your desired future state, there is no limits. There is no limit of where you can go, of what you can do, of what you can see, of who you can go with. There is no limits. Resources is not an issue. Connection is not an issue. So this is a moment where you can think as big and as crazy and non-practical as you want. You've often heard me say, Practical goals lead to a radical life. But when you're writing down your desired future state, you want to be as radical as possible. Okay? I mean, just shoot for the fences. Just don't even shoot for the moon. Shoot for Mars or Pluto or some other unknown star. Just shoot as far as you can. In, the, in this exercise, on your desired future state, you want to write out what would be the most amazing life ever in the next five years? What would be the most amazing life ever for you? Where do you live? What city? What state? What is the weather? What what kind of clothing do you wear? What kind of food do you eat? Where do you go to dinner? Where do you go to hang out? What kind of friends do you have? How do they love you? How do you love them? What sports are you into? What programs are you watching? Who are you listening to? Who are you watching? Who's watching you? Who are you impacting? Who's impacting you? These are the things you want to write in this desired future state. This is the exercise. I mean, you want to be as crazy as possible with this idea. Nothing limits as you're working on this exercise. 
So after you've written down the next five years, and it's going to take a few minutes, okay? I'm not telling you in the next two seconds you're going to have this done. It's going to take you a moment to activate your imagination because you're so accustomed of maybe hearing no. You're so accustomed of doors closing. You're so accustomed of people saying that's not possible. You're so accustomed of people telling you your head is in the clouds. You're so accustomed of all these negative words and phrases that people throw at you. But I want you to think, just think, just give yourself permission and license to think like crazy and think of where you want to be, what city, what state, what country, who do you want to be with, what kind of friends do you want to have, how are you going to be dressed, what kind of money you got in your bankroll, what kind of assets do you have, who are you impacting, how are you impacting, what kind of vocabulary are you using, are you writing, do you not write, are you on television, on radio, on podcast? Are you on the runway? Where are you? What are you doing? How are you impacting and serving? Think about all those things in this exercise. Now, once you've thought up of just this insane world, right? This possibility that's just out there. Once you have written down your desired future state, I want you to then I want you to then ask yourself, what would it take for this to become a reality? Now, now listen, what would it take for me to make this a reality? That, that should be the appropriate question. What would it take for me to make this a reality? Why for me to make this a reality? Because so often we're blaming and putting the burden of the life we could live. We're putting that on everyone else. And my friends, your happiness is not anyone else's responsibility. The greatness that is in you, for that to be manifested, that ain't nobody else's responsibility. The impact you want to have, that ain't nobody else's responsibility. And the message you want to share, that ain't nobody else's responsibility. That comes right back to you. Now, there may be people in your circle that may help you to be able to advance your cause, but you gotta get real clear on your cause because otherwise you're gonna find yourself with what many people call writer's block. I, on the other hand, do not think writer's block is real. I think the issue is that so often we fail to understand what message we wanna communicate. But when we get clear on our message, things open up, things happen. And the reason things happen, opportunities open up, the reason is because we are clear on our direction. It's like going down the street and having all green lights. Ooh, that just feels great. It's like going down the road, having all green lights with nobody driving slow in front of you. I mean, it's just a beautiful, be it's like riding down the highway and ain't nobody there. I mean, you got open field. That's how it feels like when you get clear on your message. When you get clear on what it is that you want to communicate. Otherwise. It's like a faucet with a slow drip and you can't figure out how come this faucet won't actually run right. 
Have you ever heard a faucet in the middle of the night with a slow drip? From the distance, you hear the pop, 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 pop. It's so irritating after a while, isn't it? But too many of us are actually like that little faucet. We are just only drip, drip, drip. There should be a constant flow. So we treat too many times. We've treated this state of flow as though it's reserved for some individuals that have inspiration in their pocket. It's not that. It's just reserved for people that are clear on their vision, on their mission, and their message. Need help with clarity? Try this exercise. Or Visit MiguelLeBron.com and set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me and let's help you have your breakthrough moment.